guys, this is Julie, Julie and the Red Jeep Girl. How are you guys doing? Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Everyone, I hope you are staying safe and doing well, staying hydrated, not traveling if you don't have to. Um, I just want everyone home, healthy, happy, and whole. Uh, a couple of things that we're going to be talking about tonight is, uh, be proud of me guys, I've got notes, and I'm sorry if you hear my computer, it's growling, I've got to get that fixed, but a couple of my notes, or the things we're going to be discussing tonight is my schoolie, my car, trying to find a second job uh, that I can do from home, uh, this day in car history, we, uh, winter, we, <laughs> winter vehicle check, windshield uh which is going to be discussing windshield wipers tires oil change coolant check bulbs battery test winter kit and car will be next episode that's right i want to talk about what you need to have in your car when you're driving in the winter time so with that being said we're going to start off by talking about my schoolie um i don't have it entirely cleaned out yet i will do that um later on this week uh, after we have a small gathering at home, and uh, I'll be back over at my grandmother's. Um, but the things I have been looking at and the things that I have been taking into consideration is when we go to, when we get past the steps of gutting my bus and getting the roof raised is, I was reading in a forum the other night, um, and I, I have family around me, so if you hear background noise, pay no mind to that. Um... <clears throat> is um, when I get the schoolie uh, completely gutted, uh, I it dawned on me after reading a few forums that you want to have your bus on a, on a completely surface level for the duration of the build or else you're going to get in it and you're going to realize that things are kind of crooked and things are kind of off. And that's not good. So that's another variable I have to take into consideration as well as I'm making a spreadsheet to account for every single thing that's going to have weight to it because everything will um, the weight of things that are going to go into the bus and so I'm not just breaking down how much things are going to cost I have to break down measurements the size of things the weight the price everything and provided I don't get too distracted I can stay on task and I can walk you guys through every aspect of the budget, every aspect of the design, the cost, beginning to end, top to bottom. That is my goal here, just like as what I've been trying to do with the red. Um, I was really hoping I would be able to drive her this week and she is not drivable for the time being. Uh, we were, we set up two appointments to take her to get the exhaust looked at and to get the um and to get the uh the brackets looked at and those just fell through completely and so now that's just gonna have to wait until I get back home and also uh for those listening on the podcast I am doing a live on TikTok so I'll be paying attention more to the podcast than I will the TikTok but for anyone who pops in and says hello I just want to say thank you for checking in uh, I just wanted to show you guys the prog, the the uh, the process, the podcast, the podcast, 
the process of how I do my podcasts. So I have my mic set up and I just bumped it and uh, I have my laptop and I figured out a few more things to help with the background noise and dampening the sound and everything. So um, up next, uh, after the uh, schoolie is talking about my car, and like I said, um, yeah, both appointments we had fell through because we had family emergencies uh, to deal with. So um, it just it just feels like a well, it'll like usually it's a sign of oh well, you know it. There there is probably a reason it didn't happen, and I just have to be patient with things like that. And I'm very I'm a very impatient person. Uh, I'm just gonna get that out of the way. I'm stubborn. I'm impatient. I get grouchy. Um, so, um, but yeah, once we get the exhaust work, um, I do have to, it dawned on us that we do have to do a brake check and probably a flush, uh, because when we first got the car, uh, roughly a year and two months ago, we had to make sure that, uh, we had to change the calipers because someone had clipped, had clamped in a brake hose into one of the calipers. And it obliterated the back half of the caliper, and then the other part, uh, it just ruined the line on that side of the vehicle. So we had to replace all of that. And so we're just trying to, we're probably, it's probably overkill, but because there were so many variables that said they were maintained, but they really weren't, or they weren't done properly, we are kind of pushing like squeezing together how often the maintenance is and my suggestion to anyone when you get a used car is that's how you want to treat the maintenance if you plan on keeping this car like five to ten years those first three years definitely like minimize the gaps of when you're supposed to do the regular maintenance there for a little bit because that's just another thing that's going to help you work the kinks and everything out especially if you're getting into vehicles and working on them uh, more as a hobby and becoming more educated in the process of taking care of your car um, it just there for a little bit it does help um, I've told you guys about my 1991 GMC Sierra I had way back in the early 2000s it was a 93 or 91 GMC Sierra long bed V8 and for the entire duration that the owner had it never changed the oil in it one time the first time I pulled the bolt, the nut out to drain the oil, it just red sludge just dumped out of the oil pan on this car, and it was mortifying and stressful because I thought, oh my gosh, like it's gonna, it's gonna, it's ruined, it's ruined the engine. That's what it's done. It's ruined the engine. But no, we just flushed oil through it over and over and over, and um, there for a little while we changed the. I had I drove it for about two years. And instead of the regular, like, was it 6,000 6, miles or so, uh, we changed it every 2,000 miles. We changed the oil in the oil filter because even after it running, there was still stuff, stuff coming out that first year. So it was better for that engine and better for that truck that we did those things to help prolong its life and give it a better quality of running and to also help with how well the engine runs also means better fuel efficiency um, and less cost uh, further down so um, yeah so with with my car I've got to do a brake fluid flush and uh, 
check the pads and just see just see how they're doing and and everything and then oh what else i'm looking at prices on coilovers and looking at wills because i want to get those next year and uh next year hopefully in january i can start really focusing on the interior of the car and giving it a better glow up and and getting the seats and everything done how i want and I was thinking about the uh, the carpet, and originally, I think I've told you guys this. I was gonna paint it. I was going to do. I was just gonna paint it with a with a fabric paint. <clears throat> and I, honestly, um, if I'm gonna be putting in the sound dampening, I think I want to switch to a vinyl floor. Um, now I know that's not sound dampening friendly, but. I also haul kids and so as much as I want my car to look pristine and neat I also have to think about the efficiency of okay what's easier to clean up is it carpet or is it the vinyl or rubber mat and that's probably what I'm gonna go with or I will do I will just paint the, the carpet and get weather tech mats but honestly when I think about the wear and tear of carpet in a car and plus allergies and living in southeastern Oklahoma, it is much better to have a rubber or vinyl flooring in your vehicle over a carpet flooring. Uh, oh, thank you. You have a good night. Um, so I, uh, so I just want to, um, uh, I just want to, uh, make sure that it's also going to be allergy friendly for my son and I. And so that's why I'm leaning more towards doing a vinyl or rubber flooring plus doing leather seats as it cuts down on the amount of dander and dust and allergies and it's and it's all around easier to clean up as well especially when you're using durable products um now uh let me get into where are we this one might be a little short tonight we'll see we'll see how how long i go um, we're going to do this day in history. Let me pull that up real quick and thank you guys for sticking with me. Um, I am going to take a moment just to say a huge thank you to everyone who listens to me, who, who has supported me and said, you know, said, Hey, your podcast helped that. I never thought of that. Um, things like that helps me to keep going and keep doing this because there are some times where I'm like, what's the point? I'm really nervous. Um, what if I don't have enough material to talk about? But that's just me getting in my own head. And the best way to get out of your own head is to, is to keep going even, uh, even if you don't feel entirely confident. Because I know that once I've finished a podcast and I get it posted, I do feel a lot better. And so with every with so much uncertainty going on, this um, I, I hope that my podcast for you guys is a place where you gain some knowledge, you have a couple of laughs, and, and you really do get to enjoy and expand your knowledge and your enthusiasm over taking care of your car. Um, so up next... <laughs> Oh, I'm a mess tonight. You guys are used to that by now, though. Or at least you should be used to it by now. Let's see. Go into one of my favorite websites. 
and that's called 365 days of motoring and I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, go through a full list I'll keep it short tonight um, just depending on what's first okay so we're gonna go first and probably last the first one is we're going to talk about John McAdam and this fella, as soon as it loads, don't know what's up with my laptop tonight. It's a little, it's dragging, but I get that, I understand that feeling. So, Saturday, 26, November 1836, John McAdam, 80, Scottish engineer who introduced the macadamizing system of road making, died in Moffat, Dumfrieshire in 1778. He went to New York City, entering the counting house of a merchant uncle. He returned to Scotland with a considerable fortune in 1783. There he purchased an estate at Surrey, Ayrshire. Uh, McAdam, who had become a road trustee in his district, noted that the local highways were in poor condition. At his own expense, he undertook a series of experiments in road making. In 1798, he moved to Falmouth, Cornwall. Cornwall, that is a cool name, Foulmouth. Foulmouth Cornwall, where he continued his experiments under a government appointment. He recommended that roads should be raised above the adjacent ground for good drainage and covered first with large rocks, then with smaller stones. The whole mass to be bound with fine gravel or slag. In 1850, having been appointed Surveyor General of the Bristol Roads, he put his theories into practice. To document his work, McAdam wrote Remarks on the Present System of Roadmaking, 1860, and Practical Essay on the Scientific Repair and Preservation of Roads in 1819. As the result of a parliamentary inquiry in 1823, the whole question of roadmaking, his views were adopted by the public authorities, and in 1827 he was appointed to Surveyor General of Metropolitan Roads in Great Britain. Macadamization of roads did much to facilitate travel and communication, and the process was quickly adopted in other countries, notably the United States. Very cool. We have John McAdam to thank for our modern roads. He has a huge he, he played a huge role in the role of Rhodes. Ha 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 Anyway. Alright. And so we're going to scroll down to modern times. If I don't lose my voice first. <clears throat> Alright. So. Let's see here. Now. 2008, <clears throat> 12 years ago, hang on, let me pause for just a second, guys. I gotta pause, I'm gonna get a drink of water, y'all don't need to hear that, you just know about it. Alright, continuing on. Okay, so on this day 12 years ago, Wednesday, 26 November 2008, Bernie Ecclestone unveiled proposals to revamp the Formula One point system by awarding gold, silver, and bronze medals for the podium places. It's going to happen, he told a press conference in London. All the teams are happy. The whole reason for this is I am fed up with people talking about there being no... Uh, 
no overtaking. The reason there is no overtaking is nothing to do with the circuits or the cars. It's because the drivers don't need to overtake. But for once, he had not done his homework. Eddie Jordan said Ecclestone was tinkering with something on which he has lost the understanding, and that was the view of the teams who kicked the idea firmly into touch. Had the scheme been in place then, Lewis Hamilton and not Kimi Raikkonen Raikkonen would have been the 2007 champion. So if you're uh, if you're a follower of Formula One, uh, that's crazy that that didn't happen. Yay, good job. All right, so see, is there anything else I can talk I can talk about that was interesting on this day in history? Let's see here. Let's find out. Let's find out what else I can find on this day in history. Do, 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 do. All right, this one caught my eye. So this one, uh, on this day, Saturday, 93 years ago, the Ford Motor Company announced the introduction of the Model A, the first new Ford to enter the market since the Model T was introduced in 1908. Prices ranged from $385 for a Roadster to $1,400 for a top-of-the-line town car. The water-cooled L-head 3.3-liter four-cylinder engine provided 40 bhp. I totally just forgot what that is. <laughs> giving the car a top speed of around 65 miles per hour. Not sleepy. I'm not yawning at all. Transmission was a conventional three-speed sliding gear manual unsynchronized unit with a single-speed reverse. Very, very cool, guys. Ah, now be proud. I still have notes. All right, so we're going to get on to... Let me check my time here make sure I'm not keeping you guys too long. Oh, we're, at, we're getting close to 20 minutes. So, um... One of the, th another thing I was going to tell you about, let me, let me find it real quick. Hang on. All right, guys, I didn't find it, but we're going to go ahead and go through our vehicle maintenance checklist, just the basics of what you want to check as the weather starts to get colder. Um, one of the first things you do on your winter vehicle check is your tire tread check. Your tire tread, um, make sure that they are good to go. Get your oil changed. Hi. Get your oil changed and get your um, get your tires rotated. I always say that. Um, get those tires rotated. Uh, make sure there's no uh, bald spots or anything on your tires. Um, just have them looked over really, really well. Uh, do a brake fluid check. Get your brake pads checked. Um, do a coolant check when the car is off and it is cold. Uh, and check the check the levels on that. You one of the worst things is having a vehicle overheating in the cold. It's it's frustrating and it it happens for some reason. I don't uh, I do know why it's bad radiators and other things like a stuck thermostat and stuff. So um, get your coolant checked. Check the bulbs because who. Oh, I can't stand, uh, that's one of the least, oh, I hate getting pulled over because I have, like, a brake light out or something. So, get your, you know, just go around your vehicle when it's running at night, have someone, like, look at your, 
at your uh, rear lights while you're in the vehicle pressing on the brake and testing the signal lights. Um, if you notice your headlights getting dimmer, be sure and get the bulbs changed and make sure it's not a wiring issue. Uh, take your battery to say AutoZone or Advanced Auto Parts or your most favorite and beloved mechanic, uh, which is myself. <laughs> For me, anyway, for you, take it to your most trusted mechanic. Get a battery test. And then on next week's episode, I'm going to talk about what goes into a winter kit that you want to keep in your car. Some of the things off the top of my head that you you want to keep with you is um, either have a CB radio in your car. And you're like, what? Excuse me? A CB radio? Yes, a CB a CB radio, and you don't have to get one that's the fully, you know, chunky one installed. You can get a handheld CB radio with weather radio. You can get a handheld one on Amazon or or from Walmart. Uh, get one of those, keep it in your car. It could literally save your life, especially if you have a cell phone that is not working, um, where you are somewhere where there is no reception. Keep that CB near you. A semi-truck could drive by or, or a long hauler could drive by and they could help you. So please keep some type of CB radio in your vehicle. And then um, you want to keep a couple of bottles of water. Drinkable and if it's older water, that's going to be the water that's going to go in your car and say your coolant reservoir. Um, keep... Uh, keep you want blankets you want a set of rubber boots of course you want your tools and you want a battery pack or jumper cables to jump your battery and then you also this is a weird one but I learned this from Girl Scouts because I am a lifetime member of Girl Scouts I had to do this project when I was teaching and instructing volunteers to take it back to their girls uh, for a little bit of survival but if you have a small paint can, a small, small one, and you uh, take toilet paper and you take the cardboard roll out, and you stuff the toilet paper into the paint can and you soak it in alcohol, that can become an emergency heater that you can keep in your vehicle, provided you can crack a window so you don't have any fumes building up. But that was a very interesting heater that I learned about. Um, that if you're in a bind and you have no heat, that is your heating source. Uh, some people keep sterno, which there's nothing wrong with that. Again, any type of open flame, you want to have ventilation and a proper way to handle the heat of the product and make sure it doesn't melt or catch anything on fire. And that is just, it's just going to give you some type of temporary heat source. Um, what else? I can't think and you know you do want to keep some granola bars and and snacks like that but be sure and like set an alarm on your phone <laughs> and make sure that you plug in the expiration date on your emergency snack kit that's in your car uh, a small first aid kit is obviously a given but if you're out on longer if you're out on longer trips you want to do something that's going to have more of a um uh, a little bit more technical things in it, like, um, a very, or, or, well, not super, like a minor, uh, s uh, stitch kit 
with butterfly clasps, needle and thread, uh, and you can do safety courses where you can learn how to how to do basic stitches. If you ever find yourself in a in a place where you have to do that either on yourself or someone else, um, you can find courses to do the like the basics of uh, first aid. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. Now this is something cool I want to get. This isn't a must have, but it is handy to have. Is you can get on Amazon or AutoZone, you can get these tire pressure gauges that twist onto the onto the where the caps go where you air your tire up. Um, they're sensors, and then you have this little thing in your vehicle that plugs in either into a cigarette lighter or a USB port inside your car, and it will tell you your tire pressure without you having to bend down and go around the entire circumference of your car checking each tire it tells you on a little digital screen inside your car um, so that saves you a bit of time if you ever want to invest in one of those I think they're like they're I'm probably wrong but it's like $30 but yeah those are pretty handy to have and especially if you have someone who's a long hauler who who is on the road a whole whole lot you absolutely want to get one of those for one of their Christmas presents they will absolutely love it and appreciate it um, the other thing I suggest for a Christmas present is a TAC Life battery pack. That thing can charge, it can charge, I have an iPhone 11 Pro Max, it charges it up to three times. Um, it can charge a basic, like, no internet, no data phone, it can charge it four times. Um, it can, it jumps the battery on my car, it can, as long as it has a USB plug-in, you can plug it into this battery pack and you can charge your stuff. It's really awesome to have. I suggest everyone has them in my car and I hope someday one of them will sponsor me. A girl can dream, but I digress. Um, so let's see. Uh, windshield wipers. I definitely want to suggest the... Let me pull them up real quick. I gotta pause the podcast. Okay, so... I'm going to tell you guys about wiper blades and then I am going to kind of unhinge a little bit because we got time for it tonight. Okay, so I want to highly recommend the Rain-X Endura and Advantage wiper blades. They have a combination of silicone and graphite, meaning they are going to be the best, I mean the best windshield wiper blades you can have for your vehicle. They are a little pricier, but they last a really, really long time, so they're 100% worth the price. Next, in your windshield wiper reservoir, you wanna have a Rain-X windshield wiper fluid with de-icer. Now, do you absolutely have to go with Rain-X? No, go with the one that you like the most, but be sure it has a de-icer in it so you're not sitting there waiting for your, for your windshield to thaw the heckin' out, or, 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 if you can find any, take alcohol and do a one-to-one -one ratio of alcohol and water in a spray bottle and just keep that in your car and spray it on your windshield and it will melt the ice off like nothing. So, but I am going to go off on a rant here. Nobody probably cares, but I, Julie cares. I care. Okay, here it is. I keep seeing these advertisements on Facebook, Facebook, on Facebook, on TikTok, uh, 
everywhere I turn. And these people are taking this chemical that like it's got a super muddy tire and they take this and they this little sponge and they wipe in a section they're like it's magic it's back to black blah 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 or it refreshed the plastic blah, 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 blah. gag gag no no that's not how detailing and cleaning your vehicle works because what they're doing is they're gonna swipe on that little sample and you'll be like oh my gosh it's amazing no that's going to rub contaminants into your tires into your paint, into your windows, 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 windows. It's going to scratch your paint. It's going to damage your windows. It's going to make your car eventually look dull as hell. And it's going to be atrocious to fix. So quick fixes when it comes to your paint, your detailing, um, your maintenance, those quick fixes are exactly that. They're quick fixes. And if you keep doing the quick fixes over and over, you're going to end up with a very big problem. And it's going to cost you more money in the long run. So please, I cannot stress this enough. If you're going to detail your car yourself or if you're going to take it to a professional, learn how they do their methods before handing off your angel baby sweetheart of a vehicle. Um, I can't stress that enough. So that's my rant for the night. And I actually used a swear word in this podcast tonight. So now I have to go back and and mark this one as explicit. So you're welcome for that. That's how angry that made me. Anyway, I love you guys. I appreciate you sticking with me. Second, I tried a waterless spray wash. And yes, it was also by Rain-X. I can't get that residue to come off to save my life with a basic car wash. It has built up so much dirt and gunk. I now have to go back and completely strip my car. And if you've seen the Chris Fix method, we start with Dawn dish soap and water to get everything off the vehicle. And I mean everything. And so we do the Dawn dish soap thing. And then we're going to do the clay bar. And then we're going to do all of the other steps that go with detailing your vehicle because the residue that has caked up on my car from that waterless spray wash is atrocious. And so I tried it. I liked it for a grand total of a week. And now I can't get the residue to come off with a basic car wash. So I am going to have to completely strip it down by hand and and build my wax and my uh, ceramic wax back up. Um, a part of it is has me wondering if I just layered too many chemicals. That could have been that could have been the thing. But I did this on two different vehicles. One where I had done a hybrid ceramic wax about three weeks prior. The other one I had just ran through a regular car wash with like a carnauba wax spray at the end. And that one had been a month prior and it hadn't been driven. And so it didn't really collect a lot of dirt or anything. And and there wasn't a lot as far as contaminants. So I felt comfortable using this waterless spray wax. Or a spray wash. Excuse me. And I hated it. I hated it. I hate it. I do not recommend it. If you're in an absolute bind, I guess do it, but just be prepared to have to completely do a full-blown top to bottom, beginning to end car wash 
degreasing process to get that residue off your car or else it's just going to keep caking up and collecting contaminants and everything. So there is Julie's rant for the night. That was my frustration and we are at roughly 31 minutes. So what I'm going to close with is what I always close with for my podcast. And thank you to anyone who's hopped on TikTok while I've recorded this podcast. And that is, I just want to say a tremendous, I'm not going to cry this time though, a a huge, huge thank you to all of our essential workers, everyone who is doing their best and just, you know, they're going home, they're, they're working, they're going home or they're able to work from home. Just a huge thank you to everyone in the medical community. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Um... I wish I was a billionaire right now because I I know exactly what I would be doing, but words only go so far. So I am doing my best to stay at home, not like my doctor is going to clear me to go anywhere anytime soon. But still, guys, if you are partying and, and you are frivolously going out and socializing, please don't. Please stay home. I cannot stress this enough. We all want this to be over I haven't been able to work outside of my home in eight months and it's driving me crazy. So please wear your mask. Please be kind. Please send a thank you or or do whatever you can. I know not all of us have much in the way of money. I understand that from a very personal standpoint. But please, if however you can help right now, please do so. Even if it means staying at home. I know that's hard. It's really hard. Believe me, it's hard. I'm ready to go into the out again, but yeah. So thank you to everyone working in the medical field. Thank you to our essential workers. Thank you to our teachers, our nurses, our doctors, our janitors, everyone in school administration who's being part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot stress it enough. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate every single one of you, and I I am sending you guys positive energy, I'm sending you love, and if there's anything I can do to help, I will find a way to do it, and um, yeah, <laughs> so I just, um, that is my podcast for the night, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening Thank you for sticking with me through this. I can't wait to share more with my car next week because I know I will have more legitimate content over my car next week. And that makes me so excited and elated and happy to be able to to share everything that happens step by step, bit by bit. You guys have, have watched this over the last, when did I start this? 10 months ago. So thank you for sticking with me, and I truly, truly appreciate it. And I can't help but to be so happy and appreciative to have this platform. So, as always, this is Julie, Julie in the Red, Jeep Girl. Thank you for listening. Check your oil, change your oil, rotate your tires when you change your oil, wash your hands, And also, for anyone listening, don't forget to change that load of laundry if you forgot. And, um, 
just a few quick things to remember to sanitize is your keys, your, your phone, and your eyeglasses. Uh, just don't forget to sanitize those. Anyway, okay. This is Julie, Julie and the Red Jeep Girl. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful, phenomenal night. Be safe. Eat lots of food tomorrow. Stay home. Rest. And I love y'all. Thank you.